guys, and welcome back to another episode of The Bench. I'm your host, Jessica Murray, the communications coordinator right here at Mercy Church. The Bench is a podcast where we explore topics, themes, content, extra information we couldn't get to on Sundays because Pastor Spence is restricted to preaching in a certain time Mm. limit. So we are joined today by Pastor Spence. Hey guys, thanks so much for listening to The Bench. Yeah, you guys have been real troopers through the last couple of episodes. We know they've been long and they've been pre-recorded sessions, but this one... We are dialoguing right now right about now. the sermon that took place on Sunday. That's right. We're press. We've pressed record. Yes. One take. Here it goes. <laughs> and Whatever Pastor happens. Spence is really jazzed up. I he is super excited. He loves talking about generosity. Mm. Actually, he I loves really talking about generosity, but has only preached on generosity how many times? Four times. Well, Four, now five. Five now times five. in six and a half years. Yep. So. Yeah. I actually talk more about generosity in my church planting training uh, <laughs> and all that stuff than I outside of Mercy Church than I do yes. inside of Mercy Church. Super convicting. I talked about that yesterday. Yeah. So um, if you uh, yeah. if you've been with us, Song of Solomon series, that one is completed. We are in between that and the next upcoming series is Advent. That's, That's going right. to start on November 28th. So yesterday's sermon was about generosity. It was called Give Like Jesus. And so Pastor Spence, I know you on the bench information that's actually in your manuscript, you had a couple of different things that you just had to take out. You couldn't get to them. So I'm just going to open up the floor and let you (laughs) run with it. And you just tell the people what they want to hear. Tell the people. (laughs) All right, guys. uh, There were several things. What I realized in studying, we were in second Corinthians eight and nine. And what I realized in that is, oh my goodness, by about Tuesday afternoon, I realized there's a whole sermon series in here. Mm -hmm. So don't be surprised if that comes. Uh, We kind of got 22 already mapped out, but uh, we'll just keep that open before the Lord. Uh, But you know, I won't do that like in January because Jessica would have a nervous breakdown because she handles a lot of our branding for series and stuff like that. Yeah, we got to at least That's wait right. till March. <laughs> so uh, we'll, we'll we'll be kind to her, yes. but um, we'll see where it comes. But anyways, there's just, there's so much good in there. We didn't talk about several other uh, spots in scripture. Our God is a generous God and we see it mm-hmm. time and time again throughout scripture. Uh, one thing that I kept thinking back to Jesus's words in the Sermon on the Mount Uh, Just the whole idea about how he is, man, he just doesn't want us to put our treasure in things that ultimately will rust, things that will just decay and go away. But he says, put your treasure, put your heart and your treasure in heaven Mm. um, where it's eternal. It's not going to rust. Thieves are not going to break in and steal. And it's just this reminder of how temporary our stuff is. Yeah, Uh, It's over in Matthew 6, how temporary our stuff is. And, oh man, I was, I was wanting to just talk through that forever. Like fix your eyes on eternity. Mm-hmm. That alone is cause to release control over your stuff. Cause it's just some stuff for a few minutes here on earth and focus your eyes on eternity and then give to the things, invest in the things of eternity. Um, as much as you do or more so than you do anything else, invest in the things that are going to have eternal impact. Yeah. Um, that was a big one. And there was another one that I was going to get to of just how, you know, the love of money is the Mm -hmm. root of all evil Mm -hmm. and not money. Money's great. It's the love of money that is the root of all evil. And so there's a a big thing here. If we're going to be cheerful givers, as we talked about yesterday, uh, we have, the Lord's going to break us then of the love of money. And so, uh, you know, one of the things I was going to say is, man, what if the only thing that we could tell about your belief in the gospel was what your bank statement says? Ooh. <laughs> like what if that's the, we didn't know Ouch. you, right? We didn't get any one-on-one time with you. Yeah. All we have was, here's your bank statement. My old seminary mm-hmm. professors would tell me before you take a job at a church, 
before you do, I don't care what, what they tell you about their church, get their budget and see how much they're giving to missions Mm -hmm. as a percentage. Yeah. And if that's virtually nothing, do not believe a word they say about their commitment to missions. Wow. Check the receipt. Yeah. Right. And so what I was going to say yesterday, I was like, nah, it's a different sermon. It's just check the receipt, check your receipts. What are you at? Where's your money actually going? I'm telling yeah. you it's hard, but it'll reveal what's going on in your heart. Yeah. And then even on that, cause something I actually feel like probably one of the generosity sermons you did a few years ago mm-hmm. that I was here for. I remember someone making the comparison. I really think it was you, but about where in your budget, what money you spend on yourself mm-hmm. versus what you spend on others just generally. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so I ended up putting this budget line in my budget called generosity. There you go. And that's the budget, which I like try to bless friends. Like they're having a bad week, send them some crumbled cookies, like just try to do something for other people and looking at the end of the month and seeing like, okay, where, like how generous was I versus how much money did I spend on clothes at old Navy (laughs) ended up being a really helpful comparison of like, am I just laying up treasures that will decay and definitely fall apart because they're from old Navy. Navy. Yes. Or am I like using, the money that's given to me to build relationships. And so I don't know, it was really convicting. And I think that idea of checking your receipts like that literally in practice was super helpful. But I know another metaphor, another idea that I think came up in sermon planning was the idea of the thermometer, Mm. like using your money, uh, maybe elaborate on that a little bit more. First off, uh, you guys hear that. Uh, that's a great practice, Jessica, just to create a budget line for generosity, not just what you're tithing to your local church or mm-hmm. to Mercy Church, remember Mercy Church or whatever local church you're a member of, but then just like, what am I, what can I just give away for, hey, here comes something along my yeah. path. Like there's margin in yeah. my budget to give. That is such a biblical concept. Really cool thing you're doing. Um, our family loves doing it. One of the things I was saying about the thermometer, your thermometer, uh, your thermometer is a great tool to check your temperature, (laughs) but also your money to use a metaphor is like a thermometer. Mm, It's a thermometer that's showing what's going on in your heart. Yeah. Right. So it's, uh, it's not money is not the thermostat. The gospel is the thermostat. It changes the temperature Mm, of your heart. Right. Money is just more like a thermometer. It's just showing you, oh, this is what's going on there. This yeah. is a heart check. Yeah. It's a way to see what's happening down there. Uh, but the cure is not just give more money. Right. Right. Oh, I've been giving all the money to myself. I'm going to just give it all away. The cure is going to be instead, the thing that's going to lead to heart change is actually going to go back to the gospel, abiding in Christ and what he has given you mm. and letting that be what changes your heart. And then your money, where you give your money will be reflected out of a changed heart. Yeah. Right? It won't be the, so it's not the the source of change, but instead it's the fruit. Yeah, absolutely. Of you said in your bench, uh, let me find it here. You said, here's what that means. Their circumstances didn't determine their joy. Their joy determined their response to their circumstances. There you go. Did you catch that? You got to see these two things because some of you are still allowing your circumstances to determine your joy. You're letting what's happening around you and to you decide if you will be a joyful person. That means you haven't let the gospel drive deep yet into your heart. And I read that and I thought, okay, I'm tracking with you. How? <laughs> How do we let the gospel drive deep into our heart? Like if if we are looking at our receipts, we're checking our receipts, we're noticing we have an issue here. How do we not let our circumstances determine our joy? How do we not let our money, our income determine our joy? How do we even begin to let the gospel 
dictate our wallets. Oh, let the gospel <laughs> dictate our wallets. I love that. Yeah. Check your receipts. You'll find out if that's <laughs> happening. I love it. We got a whole nother. See, we got at least one other sermon, yeah. probably three yeah. that we're crafting uh, in this hall. That's why we do the bench. That's such a great question. Their circumstances didn't determine their joy because they're, and I would say that because their circumstances were poverty, right? That's yeah. their circumstance, poverty and persecution and poverty and persecution along with <laughs> their overflowing uh, joy mm-hmm. led to generosity, mm-hmm. right? So they clearly, these were not uh, comfortable circumstances. And I would say that's because their eyes were fixed on, if you think of first Peter five, on the future crown, eternal crown of glory, mm-hmm. right? Their eyes weren't fixed on present circumstances. So what I find is if I, I would just ask you, all right, let's go. If you want to know, how do we do this? Go to your prayer life. Go to your time with the Lord. What are you praying about? I, I mean, this like, mm-hmm. what are your words? Are your words, Lord, here's what I need. Here's what I need. Here's what I need. Because if so, your heart, is probably focused on your circumstances. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying the Lord doesn't care. He actually cares deeply. Mm. He actually cares more than you do. And he's trying to help you see how he cares. But what if your, if your prayer life is started with Lord, here's who you are. Here's who you are. Here's who I am in light of who you are. And that's going to be my prayer life. Yeah. Before I ever get into Lord, here's what I need, mm-hmm. man. Then it's almost like my circumstances, they start to feel more temporary in light of eternity, mm, right? That's because good. I've yeah. focused on eternity that and that's where my heart is being set and stabilized mm-hmm. this morning is in eternity. Ooh. So no matter what's coming at me today, circumstances, yeah, I'm actually, and so I think we do a disservice to ourselves and our walks with the Lord. If our prayers open with Lord, here's what I need today. Here's what I need mm-hmm. today. Here's what I need today. I prayed. Yeah, I know. But prayer is more than just it's more, it is present your request to God, right? but it's more than that. Yeah. And if, if that's all, the only interaction we have with God is here's mm-hmm. what I need, what I need, what I need, man, all I'm saying is you're kind of missing out on a relationship with God and you're yeah. treating God as just sort of this, like, like a genie or a butler or something like yeah. that. Um, he loves giving good gifts to his children. So it's not wrong to do those requests. Do it. Yeah. But that's set it inside the context of God, here's who you are and here's who I am mm-hmm. in light of who you are and what you say about me. And I'm yeah. starting from a place of eternity and letting that shape how I even pray about the temporary. And so most yeah. likely then, man, if my eyes are fixed on eternity and what I have and the promise that he's with me now, that I bring that joy into the present circumstance. Yeah, that's so good. That's a really helpful explanation of that. I think speaking of eternity, the way you kind of rounded out the end of the sermon mm-hmm. yesterday, you were talking about where Mercy Church is headed. Because oh, Mercy yeah. Church, I mean, we've had a vision and a mission ever since we planted back yep. in 2015. But now we have a vision, a mission, and we have this 3M vision <laughs> that is not related to 3M, the post-it note company. Yeah, that's right. I love that you said that. But I would love just some clarity for our listeners just on Vision, mission, 3M, just a recap of what that means. Okay, you guys ready for this? This is where you really lock in and listen if you want to know who Mercy Church is, what we're all about. Here it comes in like two minutes. (laughs) Very important. If you're a member of Mercy Church, you're around Mercy Church, this is it, okay? I'm laughing because you look so intense. It's incredible. I know. So here it is. (laughs) So every organization, entity, everything should have a mission. If you're a part of something that doesn't have that man, it's just going to struggle to figure out what it's about and everything. Our mission is the great commandment and the great commission put together. We say 
we exist. Mercy Church, the reason God has put us together on the earth this season is to make disciples who love God, love each other, and love our world. Y'all, that is what we do. Mm-hmm. That's the doings of Mercy Church mm-hmm. are that right there. Making disciples of Jesus Christ who love God, love each other, love our world. Great commandment, great commission. Matthew 22, Matthew 28, put together, okay? That's how we determine what ministries are good for us. Um, what are the, even what our ministries do, if they're not helping us make disciples, we're not doing it. Okay. Mm -hmm. In one of those three areas. All right. Then our vision is what we hope to see happen. Mm -hmm. All right. So if we do our mission, our vision is, uh, what will happen at the end of mercy's day in the sun. All right. It's the best way I can put it. So this is (laughs) long range, uh, before we meet Jesus, we hope to see, uh, and these are intended to be big. Mm-hmm. These kind of bit visions are really big. They're long range. They're always in front of us. And that's to see, uh, think of it like we're looking at a go, going across a whole mountain range, you know, mm-hmm. um, that's to see a gospel awakening happen in Charlotte. That's carried to the ends of the earth. Yeah. All right. Um, that the church would wake up in Charlotte, that non-Christians wake up to the gospel in Charlotte and carry it with them everywhere, far reaches mm-hmm. of the world. Okay. That's the mountain range. The idea behind a, what we call this 3M vision, Mm -hmm. it's like the first mountain in the mountain range. Oh, that's such a good, Okay, so it's like, all right, there's the first one we're coming to. (laughs) The first one we're coming to over the next five years is going to be, we need to become a church that Mm -hmm. is geared up and basically expects God to change lives, expects God to bring a gospel awakening. Okay, if that's going to happen, our first mountain by 2025, we're going to be a church that is maturing, multiplying, multicultural. Mm-hmm. Notice there are no number goals in that. Right. It's like, who do we need to be? Mm-hmm. And so that's like a little bit of a combination of both mission and vision right in there. Quality, it's more like, not quantity. That's right. Yeah. yeah it's about quality. So yeah. this is who we want to be. And that's based, that's just us saying that's what a biblical church looks like. Mm-hmm. We will always be, unless the elders of the church uh, lead the whole church through a huge mission and vision change, whatever. Um, we'll always have those two long range missions and visions, yeah. the mountain range. Yeah. This is just our next mountain. And, and by 2025, it's not like we'll cease. We'll say, you know what? Right. We're done with that whole maturing, multiplying, multicultural. No, no, no. It'll just be baked in. Yeah, that and makes sense. And then we'll sense. be able to look at the next mountain mm-hmm. and say, well, okay, now that we're poised and set up as a church to go after this mountain range. Yeah. Now what's what's next for us? What's our course to chart to get through the mountain range? Yeah, absolutely. And it's not lost on me that it's 3M. And M is the beginning of mountain. Okay. And there are so oh many alliterations gosh. in our vision. <laughs> no, it's great. And if, if you guys are, if you've been around Mercy for a while, you've heard this language since January of yeah. this year, the 3M vision, Pastor Spence cast in our Because of Christ series, which right. you can actually go and listen to on our sermons page. But even just knowing we're a year in. That's right. To our five-year vision. That's right. Like a year has passed. And you were getting into some of these things. Do you want to quickly recap? Like what has happened yeah, in this the, first the year? The coolest thing I did in January, uh, and I would, I would encourage you, especially if Mercy is going to be your church, I would definitely encourage you to listen to that series because it lays out this whole, who we a are. whole lot more. Yeah, who yeah. we are, what we're trying to be about. Yeah. Um, but I'd say, man, it's been, I, one of the things I said was we hope over the course of five years that we can plant two churches and a couple of campuses. And that would be like multiplying four times over the course of five years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. So in 21, we planted a church 
yep. plan at a campus. And it looks like in 22, we're going to do the same thing. Yep. <laughs> so uh, we'll definitely plan a church yeah. and then maybe, uh, you know, Lord willing a campus, if that maybe just a tail end or the beginning of 23, we don't know exactly yet, but I'm yeah. just like, all right, that's what I get. Um, forgiving Lord, the Lord a five-year runway and saying that's all he can do in five years. So right, no, no, yeah. no, he had a lot more, got a lot more for us, but I also see the, the other things like all the people that have gone through starting point. Um, for so many of you, thank you so much for, for doing that and taking these steps of saying, Hey, I'm not just going to be an attender an observer, an audience member. I'm going to be a part. I want to belong. I want to use my gifts to serve the body. Yeah. Lots of people are taking those steps and that tells me we're gearing up for uh, so much more mission in the years ahead because people are taking steps yep. uh, here at the church. Yeah. If you're listening right now and you're a part of mercy church, who knows where you'll be in five years? What yeah, don't, don't get God scared, will call you to? Who knows? <laughs> it's incredible. Right. Yeah, you might be in Nairobi, Mercy Nairobi. That's really true. And like the you whole heart, be. one of the heartbeats <laughs> that we're, things we're saying more is as a part of this, we make disciples. That means we help people take their next step. Yeah. So man, keep this question in front of you, even as it relates to year end giving, which we mm -hmm. talked a lot about yesterday. Of, man, we're going to send a third of everything Mercy gives from December 1st to December 31st. Everything we give together. Notice I didn't put a number because we want to be generous. We don't right. need a number on that. Yeah. We just need to be sacrificially generous. All right. Yeah. Now you could use that as an out to say, I'm not going to give very much. Or you could use that as a challenge. Say, man, I'm going to let giving reflect my heart. Check See what's those going receipts. on in my heart. That's right. Check your receipts. <laughs> and, um, and then we're going to do it in light of that. And yeah. man, I think of a third of that all going to the nations as us saying, we want to be about the sending out and the more people that are connected around here and embedded in the more we're going to send out, not only this year, but in the years to come, which is why we're doing a third because the other two thirds are going into training up people right. here and building our ministries here so that we can send more people in the years to come. Yeah, absolutely. Oh man. Well, I'm going to cut you off of there yeah, because yeah, yeah. if not, we will just keep going yep. and going. So if you're listening, look forward to the sermon series on generosity that may be coming <laughs> your way in 2022, but that oh, is man. all we have time for on today's episode of the bench. So we're really thankful that you joined us. See you for Advent. Yeah, it's we will awesome. see you November 28th. <laughs>